This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're shining a spotlight on the legislative priorities of the Democratic Caucus from the Election Commissioners Association of the State of New York. And to discuss their wish list for the end of the legislative session, we're joined by Onondaga County Elections Commissioner Dustin Zarni, who is chair of the association's Democratic Caucus. Welcome back to the show, Dustin. Thank you very much for having me, Dave. Well, it's our pleasure to have you here in person. So I want to start with legislation you have that deals with staffing levels for county boards of elections. What sort of change are you looking for from the state? So election law right now uh, says that counties have to provide a proper allocation for boards of elections, but it doesn't define what that is. Since 2019, when we've added all these reforms, about 40 of the 60 counties have staffed up their boards of elections and given them the proper staff needed to do it. But there's about 20, 22 counties that are behind. This legislation will set that number of full-time employees based on your voter registration, and then it will allow counties to grow as we add online and automatic voter registration later this year. The counties that are behind, you know, this is where we've seen a lot of the issues. Smaller counties that don't have the staffing to be able to do all the data entry that is now needed with this job. So this definition of what a proper allocation is will allow counties to grow as we grow registration and right-size the counties that are falling behind. Well, let's give these counties that maybe don't have the same levels of staffing the benefit of the doubt and assume that this is a product not of bad intentions or uh, a desire to run poor elections, but because of resource allocation, because like you said, they could be smaller counties. So does the legislation that's kicking around Albany come with a funding mechanism, or is this just a mandate for those counties? So the mandate uh, issue has always been brought up, and I I kind of uh, back away from that, because we're not a mandate. We're a responsibility of the counties. And much like the health department is a responsibility of the counties, yet there are staffing requirements there as well. We believe that the boards of elections are a responsibility, not a mandate. And while there is no direct funding right now, there is a lot of funding that comes from New York State that every year in the budget, there's $15 million in capital this year, $4 million in postage. In other years, there's been uh, operational funding. So there is aid to these counties. But again, in most of these counties, we're talking about one or two more employees in the smaller, really small counties. And it just allows us to right-size these counties and deliver the most basic service of our government, our democracy. And so just to be clear with that highfalutin answer, uh, <laughs> no money from Albany will be coming with this if it becomes law. It's not in this budget, no. Gotcha. But so, I always will argue for funding from the state and will continue to do so. So turning to other priorities you have for lawmakers here in Albany in the waning days of session, you have legislation dealing with the creation of so-called vote centers on Election Day. And prior to that, what are you envisioning here? So we already do this with early voting. Early voting, you can go to any early voting center inside your county and vote uh, during the early voting period. What we're doing here, this is a permissive thing, not a mandatory thing, that with the counties that have the technology and the ability to do so to run a plan by the state board of elections to get approval to be able to do this on election day as well as during early voting. We saw the city of Auburn do this this last year. The reason we want it in the law is that there are some theory that we can already do this and some theory that we can't. So we want to, this Rachel Maybell and then uh, uh, A.M. Salidi in the uh, assembly, uh, this will give permission to county boards of elections. I should also state that although I am the Democratic Caucus chair, 
all of these proposals are supported by the Republican caucus as well. I just happen to be here today because I'm two hours away and I can drive in pretty easily. Well, what would be the practical implications then of utilizing the same sort of voting centers on election day that some voters might have experienced uh, for early voting? Well, if you're driving to work, you know, not everybody lives and works in the same neighborhood that they live in. If you are, you know, inside the city of Albany, but you live uh, somewhere outside of the city of Albany, but you're in here for work, you see a vote center sign. If your county allows it, you can just stop in there and vote and be done. You Or... If there are long lines at one polling place, we can disperse the people to maybe a polling place right down the road and actually get people through more efficiently. This will allow us to staff polling places at a better level and also uh, have uh, you know, less wait times and more convenience for voters. Well, sticking with the idea of staffing, there's legislation that would mandate full-time elections commissioners statewide I know you're one of the hardest men, working men in show business, but are you telling me there are other people out there who aren't uh, doing this uh, to, with the same vim and vigor as you? Actually, I'm, I'm telling you they are doing it, but they're not getting paid for it. Okay. Uh, so about 16 counties have part-time elections commissioners. And these election commissioners are the ones that are asking us to advocate for them to be full-time. Because one of my elections commissioners that retired recently, who was a part-time Commissioners, I'm doing the air quotes, which is great radio, uh, by the way. But, uh, you know, who said that she's a part-time commissioner, she calculated the hours she worked to get the job done. She ended up getting paid $5 an hour last year. That is unacceptable. And it's hard to actually recruit good elections commissioners in these areas. In fact, Cortland County just recently made their commissioners full-time because the Republican uh, left office and they couldn't find a replacement. Uh, who would do the job part-time, and so they, they ended up making both commissioners full-time. So we recognize that we have a full-time calendar. We have May school board elections, March village elections, petitions in February, uh, June village and primaries, training of election inspectors over the summer, and the general election in November. There is no downtime like there used to be in the old calendar. The time for part-time commissioners is gone. Well, listeners who are just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Onondaga County Elections Commissioner Dustin Zarney, who's here in Albany pushing a package of voting and election reforms at the Capitol. So technically speaking, do the commissioners themselves need to do all that work, or as long as they have full-time staff, is there a case to be made that the commissioners themselves could be part-time well, I, this goes back to the staffing bill we talked about earlier, right? I mean, many of these commissioners that are part-time also only have two or three uh, uh, full-time staffers in the office as well, and they're getting overwhelmed. In these small counties, uh, the commissioners aren't just commissioners. They're not just managerial. They're doing the voter registration. They're setting up the polling places. They're, they're doing the hard work. I mean, look, commissioners like myself continue to do hard work, even though we're managerial and we have a, you know, 20-person staff, but there is no time of the year where a commissioner isn't needed to make daily and weekly decisions on election events. The days of the part-time commissioners just don't work. So turning to the issue again of where you actually have people voting, uh, a lot of people are probably familiar with voting at uh, their local schools, um, but that has become 
more of a challenge, I imagine, in, in recent years. You've got a bill that is hoping to thread the needle, so to speak, and ensure that schools can remain a spot for voting. What's this legislation all about? So this bill would mandate a non-student attendance day on Election Day. This is actually already being done by about 80% of the schools in New York State. New York City, the big urban areas, they already work this into their calendar. And even some of the suburban ones do as well. But we have seen that member schools often pull out of the BOCES calendar and don't uh, have a day off on general election day for their students. And with the rising concerns of school shootings that are happening nationwide, there are a lot of parents that are very concerned about having election events while their kids are in school. Already, at the end of October, early November, almost every school district has a non-student attendance day. It's a general, uh, uh, you know, a supervisor's day, administrative professional workshop day, whatever they call it. We're just asking them to schedule it on Tuesday of general election. If we take the kids out of the school, the security concerns are gone. Now, I believe election events are secure. We know who's coming. They sign in. We have extra staff there to deal with it. Certainly not as concerning as, say, a football event or a theatrical event or anything like that. But this relieves the pressure and doesn't affect educational days. And they already do this in most of the state anyways, and they haven't affected their uh, calendar any anyway. And schools have to be polling places if we designate them. So this relieves that pressure. And many times, they're the only handicap accessible building in their area. It's the only place where we can go. And, and with COVID, we've lost a lot of churches and synagogues and fire halls that we can't make be polling places. So the pressure is on town halls and schools to become polling places and accommodate us. Well, what sort of opposition do you face in making something like this a mandate? Is this an issue with superintendents, school boards, teachers unions? Who, who might be pushing back in Albany? Traditionally, the pushback has come from the school board administration. Associate. They don't like to be told what to do with their building. Mm -hmm. You know, It's our building, too. It's taxpayer-funded buildings, and that's why the law says that they have to provide a polling place. And we've also heard that uh, they prefer to have it on those – workshop days, the individual school districts who do that in my community, they say they prefer to have those on a Monday because it's a three-day weekend for the kids. I, mean, I love three-day weekends. We're about to have one. I'm going to enjoy it. But when you're balancing the needs of our democracy and uh, the schools and the safety of the students, I think this is an artful way of actually accomplishing all of our goals. Well, finally, you have legislation that would change the threshold for when uh, a mandatory hand count would be required. What's wrong with the current threshold and what's the lower threshold that you want to see? So what this does is right now we have a 0.5% threshold of, uh, you know, between the winner and the trailer after the absentee counts. We would then proceed to a mandatory hand count. What we have found over the last couple of years when we've done this, the leads only change on the really close races, the races that are 0.25% or less. So what we're proposing is between 0.5 and 0.25%, we do an alternative scan on a separate scanning machine. This still checks the machines to make sure there's no major error. And if something's found, then we would have a hand count. But this would allow boards of elections with our limited staff to focus in on the really close races and provide all of our efforts on making sure we get the true winner of those races. I had uh, Senator Mannion's race in my backyard, 10 votes out of 130,000. 
I believe in the hand count. I think it, it was great to have. It took me forever, but I think it was great to have. And so we're not wanting to get rid of it. We just want to tailor it so it's, uh, it's, it's good for the boards of elections, provides uh, solutions, and also doesn't give us busy work for elections that aren't going to change. Right. To be clear, this wouldn't necessarily preclude the eventuality of a hand count. It just wouldn't make one automatic for the board to initiate under this legislation. That's correct. Well, finally, you've got legislation that would set the commissioner's terms to four years uh, across New York. Why is that something we should care about? That's because uh, if we had a four-year term, then it's about half and half throughout New York State. But if we had a four-year term, we would be able to stagger the elections commissioner's terms where we wouldn't have both commissioners up at the same time. And you would never have brand new commissioners Mm -hmm. in an election year running an election we would always have that institutional knowledge. So we think that that's a vital thing for not only the current set of commissioners, but the people who we're hoping to attract to the business. Well, we've been speaking with Onondaga County Elections Commissioner Dustin Zarni. He is a Democrat, and he is the chair of the Democratic Caucus for the Election Commissioners Association of the State of New York. Dustin, thank you so much for making the time. Thanks for having me back here. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.